0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awaken Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Okay, I'm going to jump on into it. Title of my message tonight is called Remember But Don't Remember sounds like a contradiction. It's not. And by the end of the message, you're going to go, yep, yep, remember, but don't remember. How many of us remember things that we should, we need to remember and forget things that that we should remember? I don't even think I said that correctly. That's how much I can forget. I, um, you know, I can remember people's stories. Like when I meet people, I can remember like every detail of their story. And yet I can forget where I put my phone and my keys every single day. How is that possible? I can forget to put gas in my car. Yes, I am that girl on the side of the road. (laughs) Where they say, oh, they come and help me. This could be anything. I'm like, no, no, I know what this is. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we have to actually harness the power of our memory. It's really important. I'm gonna be speaking out of Deuteronomy, and uh, there's a chapter um, in the Bible, Deuteronomy 11, that I'm gonna be speaking out of. But the Israelites were promised a promised land. Uh, this land is a land filled, the Bible says, with milk and honey. What does that mean? Milk means it's, it's a place where you are going to be nourished. Honey, it's gonna be sweet, it's gonna satisfy your soul. You're gonna enjoy your promise. And I believe tonight, prophetically, that we are on the precipice of receiving our personal promises. I believe there are promises corporately for our church, but I believe that we are about to step into promises fulfilled. And when the Israelites were on the precipice of going into the promised land... They had just gone through 40 years of wandering and yet being sustained supernaturally by the power of God. Almost an entire generation passed away, but those that were left, Moses instructs, and he has very specific instructions of how they were to enter into the promised land. Why did he have these instructions? Because he wanted to ensure that when people receive their promise, they get to live in the enjoyment of that promise that we don't bring our past into the present and make the present promise look like the past. Okay, we're gonna get there. In Deuteronomy 11, one through three, it says this. You must love the Lord your God and always obey his requirements decrees, regulations, and commands. Keep in mind that I'm not talking now to your children who have never experienced the discipline of the Lord your God or seen his greatness and his strong hand and powerful arm. They didn't see the miraculous signs and the wonders he performed in Egypt against Pharaoh and all his land. And then if we go down from Deuteronomy 11, 19 through 21, it says this. You shall also teach them to your sons. In other words, remember the supernatural hand of God and teach them, it says, um, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And you shall write them on the doorposts of the house and on your gates. Some of us on our hands would probably be good. Write them everywhere. He's saying you've got to remember so that your days and the days of your sons may be increased in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them as long as the heavens are above the earth. What is he saying? He's saying I want you to come into the promised land remembering the promises of God What sustained you then to bring you to this place? I want us right now to begin to think about and picture what is our promise? What's what's my promised land? What's your promised land? We all have one. This isn't just figurative. What are the promises? Pastor Alex talked about some of them even in his offering message. What are some promises that you are believing for that God has spoken into your world? My point number one is this, remember, remember. The Bible says to remember, but remember what? The Israelites experience both hardship and pain and the supernatural miraculous power of God. And the Bible is clear that it doesn't say to remember everything or anything. It says to remember the supernatural hand of God. When they look back on their history, they can go, yep, I remember when God parted the Red Seas. I remember when we had no food and manna came down from the sky. Now, they went through hardships, but God says, I need you to remember my supernatural hand at work in your life. When we look at our history, what do we remember? Do we remember the supernatural hand of God? And let me tell you this. If you are here tonight, you've survived. If you're here tonight, you are a survivor because we've all been through some stuff. Have we not? We have all been through some stuff and yet we're here in the house of God, encountering the presence of God. These promises are for us to enjoy. So when I begin to think back, do I think back on my own history, or in the supernatural presence and hand of God. In Psalm three five, it says this, I remember the days long ago. I think about all you have done. I think about the works of your hands. Remember the days of long ago, the things of old. In the Amplified, it says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I ponder on the work of your hands. Notice it's His hands. When I look back on my history, do do I look at my hand? Or do I look at his hand? It's very specific that when we ponder and we meditate on our history and our past, that we are meditating and pondering on the hand of God that brought us through. Not the work of my hand, the hardship and the trauma and the torment and the pain. No, 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 no. Instead, I'm going to look at the supernatural hand of God. When I look at my own life, I think about the miracles that brought me to today. I want to remember when I was 11 years old and my family told me that we're moving to Ecuador. I didn't even know where that was. (laughs) And I discovered this new land and my family moved as missionaries to Ecuador and I remember you know, I'm Italian and Jewish. I did not speak any Spanish. I didn't know the culture. I was an Italian Jew from New York that was raised Christian. So I can relate to a lot of people. And um, and I get to Ecuador and I remember supernaturally, I think back, I'm like, how did I learn Spanish? How did I learn the culture? I remember being able, the first time I dreamt in Spanish, and they had to say that you really know a language if you dream in that language. I was so pumped on life. And then I can remember looking back and I remember coming to the US to go to university. And when I was graduating university, I remember praying and asking God, God, where do you want me? Where do you want me to put my roots down? Where do you want me to plant myself? And I will never forget him saying, San Diego. Why San Diego? I had never been here before. I didn't know a single soul in San Diego. I had no connections whatsoever to this place. I also was not five foot 11 and tall with blonde hair and blue eyes and loved to walk along the beach. Not saying any of those things are bad, they're lovely. It just wasn't me. I'm like, God, why me? And, but I felt supernaturally, his word come to my life. And I I felt it so strongly that I was like, okay, let's do it. And I moved here. And the first year I was here, come hell and high water, which came. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And yet when I look back, I see the supernatural hand of provision over my life. I can tell you every job opportunity that is a miracle in itself. I can tell you about the homes that I lived in that were miracles. I remember once I couldn't afford, you know, house. I was on 100% commission working in corporate America and sales, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, I need to, um, you know, have a roof over my head. That'd be, that'd be special you know, be helpful, be helpful to have a house to live in. I had found three roommates, and they all left, so I was completely by myself, and um, the last girl that left told me she was going to give me a long time um, notice if she was going to leave so that I could, you know, make plans, so then three days later, she told me she was leaving, and so (laughs) I was like... We're on month-to-month rent. Like, I can't afford next month. Like, what am I going to do? And I remember going to a church that I didn't know about. I went into a Bible study where they thought I was too young and made me show my license and to get in. And I get in, and they're like, <laughs> um, they, at the end of the the, um, the prayer meeting or the, the Bible study, they said, um, you know, if you have any prayer requests. And I'm just like, yeah, so just not sure where I'm going to live, like, next month, or, you know, if I can provide, you know, anything to be able to stay here, and, like, just kind of shared my story, and um, they prayed, and afterwards, one of the girls came up, and she said, "Um, Stacy, is that true? Like, do you really not have a place to live? And I'm like, yeah, uh, no idea what I'm going to do, and she's like, well, my parents, um, one of my friends are property managers and they own, uh, or they, they're managers of a property. Let me see what I can do. And I thought, oh, you're so sweet. I'll never see you again. And um, <laughs> she called me a couple days later and I met the property managers and they said, tell me your story. And I began to share with them and just shared why I was here and felt God call me here. And they were Christians and they had come from the Philippines. And they said, we feel from God to give you your own apartment. And I said, I can't afford my own apartment. They said, what can you afford? I said, $500. And they said, okay, we're going to give it to you for, five, for $500. We're going to give you your own apartment. Just don't tell people why you're living there because no one needs to know. But you can stay there as long as you need to. Supernatural hand of God. I, I don't want to forget The miracles as as I've come into church and been ministering to people, I don't want to forget about the woman that I prayed for that could not see, that was blind. And after we prayed, she could see. I don't want to forget about the healings and there was a Mormon security guard, and it was his first time doing security for our church, and he had walked in, and he didn't know that you didn't need to come in and roam the auditorium during the message, and so he comes in, and he was hit by the power of God, and he falls to the ground under the anointing of God. The response leader gets him to sit up on a seat, leads him to the Lord right there, says, you might as well just stay for the rest of service. By the end of service, he's on the altar call with his hands raised to heaven, with tears coming down his his eyes, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. As he's there, he had just come out of the hospital a few months earlier, and they said that he would never bend his knee again. He had surgery, and he was miraculously healed in that moment. And if that wasn't enough... About two weeks ago, when I went back to Salt Lake City, he said, Oh, and I forgot to tell you, I'm no longer on any pain medications. I was addicted to Oxycontin and all these crazy things. Haven't taken a pill since that day. I don't want to forget. We need to remember the right things, do we not? Okay. Now we all know we need to remember, right? Supernatural hand of God. Okay, point number two, don't remember. Don't remember. Bible says, don't remember. In Isaiah 43, 18 through nine. it says, do not remember the things that have happened before. In the Amplified, it says, do not earnestly remember the former things. Do not think about the things of the past. Don't consider the things of old. See, I will do a new thing. It will be happening now. Will you not know about it? In the Amplified, it says, do you not perceive and know it, and will you not give heed to it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So I'm supposed to not remember yesterday. Well, what is God saying? He didn't say don't remember anything. He's saying don't remember shame. Don't remember the former sins that were committed. Don't remember the strongholds to the pain and the trauma of things that you have experienced. Don't remember the things of old. Why does he say that? Because when we become Christians, we become new. We're reborn. And some of us are currently living, remembering the things that we're meant to forget. Now you'll say, well, Stacy, I can't just forget. Like these are very real things. And I completely agree with you. I don't think that God comes in and gives us a lobotomy and all of a sudden we just remember nothing about our history. I think we are meant to remember, but could we remember without the pain attached to those traumas? I believe that we can. Um, I, not that long ago, um, had met with a doctor scientist is what I like to call her. I um, struggled most of my life with underactive thyroid, Hashimoto, autoimmune, all these things, and um, I had gone to this doctor-scientist. She was a doctor, but she spoke more like a scientist, and I'm like, make it plain. I'm not an engineer. I don't know what you're saying, but then she said this. She said, "Um, Stacy, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure, and she said, this is going to seem a little odd, but um, are you by chance Jewish? And I said, oh, yes, well, my family side, uh, my mom's side of the family's Jewish. And she says, okay, yeah. Uh, did you have uh, family members that were in the Holocaust? And I said, oh, actually, I, I believe that I do. And I'm like, why? And she said, well, it's an interesting thing. Jeans, remember. And she said the trauma during the Holocaust was so significant. The atrocities that happened during that time The body remembers and can pass down from generation to generation. She said it can pass down 14 generations forward, meaning I was not in the Holocaust. And yet I had a disease and a symptom of a trauma that I did not participate in. This is what it says, in genetic science, and epigenetic scientists have found that that generational trauma can affect individuals up to 14 generations forward. That is science, people. How about the Bible that says that strongholds can go from generation to generation, but the Bible also says that it only takes one person to be the curse breaker of every single generation. It takes one. I don't know why, I don't know why that bent, that trauma came to me, but I do know that I could be the one that would stand in the gap for my entire family to not have to experience those things ever again. Pain and trauma can be passed down generation to generation, but it only takes one to break the curse. I remember when I found that out, I came to, to church and I found Pastor Jurgen and I was like, Pastor Jurgen, can you pray with me? I discovered this and I just want to stand with you. Let's break off every generational stronghold that has been in my family line so that I don't have to experience or live with diseases that I have never even have, you know, been part of these traumas to experience. And it's amazing because now, um, you know, on paper it can say diseases, but I don't carry any of the symptoms of what they say, an autoimmune, a Hashimoto, whatever. Uh, They tell me, doctors tell me, you should be like crazy overweight. You should not want to get up in the morning. You should be depressed. You should be so lethargic. And then I just say, yep, but I'm a Christian. I don't much care what the paper says about my life. Point number three. We're having a good time? Just take a deep breath for this one. Are you good? Just take a good deep breath. Yep. Okay, great. Do not rehearse the stories of slavery or victimhood. Rehearse the stories of surviving and victory. What is very extraordinary about the Jewish people is that you will never hear a Jewish person refer to them or their family as holocaust victims. You will only find people that uh, Jewish people refer to themselves as holocaust survivors. Jewish people when they look back on the trauma and the things that happened in the holocaust, they do not rehearse They will not even say that they were victims of because they were a free people that survived a tragedy. And when they look at their history, they do not look through the eyes of victimhood, but they look through the eyes of a survivor. We have a lot of survivors in this room today. We've got to rehearse the right story. This can look very different in other uh, ethnicities and races that are repeating the story of slavery, that are repeating the stories of victims. And again, Jewish people do not pretend that it didn't happen. But how they relate to the story is completely different. In fact, uh, one of uh, the testimonies of a woman that survived the Holocaust, you can YouTube this person. I wanted to show a video, but they were all more than 15 minutes long. Um, but go ahead and research her. Her name is Eva Moses Korr. And at the end of her sharing her experience surviving through the Holocaust, she said this, But what is my forgiveness? Because she forgave. She said, forgiveness, I like it. It is an act of healing. We cannot change what happened, but we can change how we relate to it. I'm telling you, what what words full of wisdom. I don't know what your trauma is. I don't know what hardships you have experienced. But when we look back on those things, can we pray, can we break off and detach from the pain and the trauma so that we can tell this story but we don't succumb to it. What do I mean by that? I mean, even in my own life, I can, I've, you know, I've not walked only on rainbows and clouds. Um, I have been through some things. And um, I think one of the things that's easy for us all to relate to is um, relational loss or breakups or divorce or those types of things. They're so real. Aren't those things, like, they're so much more real than, like, I broke my leg, it got healed. You're like, I went through a horrible relationship. (laughs) I don't want to live. Like, it's real. It's real relational pain hurts and I can remember even in my own life years ago I went through a breakup and um you know forgave and moving forward and doing all the right things but if I were honest with myself many times I would lay on my bed at night and all of a sudden the story would begin to play and I would start to think about well what if I did that different or what if he changed this or was it really like that you know how we can make things look better than they are after we've gone through them but I knew in my heart and my spirit that it was right to break up. I was actually good with that. And yet I was living with a level of torment and pain that God did not want me to live with. And I remember I visited with a beautiful pastor here in our church, Pammy Strickler. And we began to talk about this. And she said, Stacy, what we need to do is we need to break the tie to the memory of pain because we remember. And so we need to detach from the the pain side of that relationship so that we can talk about it and we can share about it, but we're not brought back to, we don't lay on a bed at night and rehearse those stories. They'll be broken and done. Our cells, memory, it's like um, our, our muscles have memory, right? All sports people will say that, muscle memory, Our our bodies remember, our cells remember, and so I had to take a moment, and if there's things in your life you're like, oh my goodness, that story keeps playing, then we need to break the tie. We have to break off the attachment to that thing, and we did that, and we just prayed, and we broke off the attachment to the pain and the trauma of the memory, and from that day forward, I slept like a baby. Never again did I go back and, and have that same cycle or torment. And it's time for us tonight to receive that kind of freedom. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted and joined to him by faith in him as a Savior, he is a new creature reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come. And I love it in the Amplified. It says, because spiritual awakening brings new life. Many of us, we might even get upset like, I didn't know about this. I didn't know that my family was messed up in all these things. And then I find out there were all these addictions. I didn't know that these things had happened. Or I was involved in, in traumas that were not my fault. And yet, we're living with the torment and the pain. God tonight, he wants to break that off. It's time to detach from that pain, from those traumas, so that we can tell the right story, that we are survivors. Yeah. It's so important that we do this because we want to enter our promises to be satisfied and enjoy them for a long time. We can't bring yesterday's slavery into present victory. Or we will live in things that we potentially that we may or may have not ever experienced. We've got to be free and live free. My last point is this, point number four: Steward and teach your miracle stories. In Deuteronomy 11: 19 through 21, it says, "You shall also teach them to your sons." It doesn't say, "Tell them." It says, "Teach them. Teach them what? the supernatural hand of God through your life that got you to this place. In other words, remember the hand of God through your whole life and teach those stories, those miracles, to your children. It says, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you're walking along the road, when you lie down and when you get up and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that your days and the days of your sons might be increased on the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them as long as the heavens are above the earth. You know what I find interesting is the responsibility of teaching the miraculous hand of God falls to the ones that experienced the miracles and of the hand of God. It doesn't say, remember it said here, that these children that were going into the promised land did not experience the hardship nor the miracle. And so the responsibility did not fall to them but to the ones that experienced the hardship and the supernatural hand of God to then teach them. Why? So that the miraculous story, so that the supernatural power of God can continue in the family line. To live in freedom. Do you know that legacy is what you do now? Inheritance is after you pass away. If we want to leave an inheritance, we have to live legacy. How do we live our legacy? We remember the supernatural hand of God, and we don't remember the pain attached to the traumas and the hardships. We don't remember. We don't get tormented by shame because Jesus already died for it. We don't remember the habitual sin that we used to be in because the Bible says that Jesus doesn't. When we ask forgiveness of our sins, the Bible says he does not remember them as far as the east is from the west. Why are we rehearsing a story that God doesn't even remember? He sees us. As his babies, as his Christians, as the children of God. He doesn't see us that way, and nor should we. We've got to teach the supernatural hand and power of God. You know, I see a lot of people with, you know, tattoos a lot of times. And many tattoos, they're not all bad, so don't worry, I'm not going on a rant. But many people do tattoo the hardships and the pain. I would rather see tattoos of the victory. I don't want to be reminded of the pain of the history and stay attached to it. I want to remember the victory that I had through that past pain and trauma. And I love that God is so good and Moses instructed the people so well. He's like, you got to do this. you got to do this in every area of life. It was so specific. In fact, the entire book of Deuteronomy you know that in Hebrew, the word Deuteronomy means remember. The entire book is retelling the supernatural hand of God. It's retelling the stories. So significant that God is like, we've got to remember the right things and we have to not remember the wrong things. Can everybody stand up? God is so present in this place. He loves us all so much that he doesn't want to leave us in pain. I know in a room like this, we've all been through some traumas or we have all experienced some generational things that have passed down to us that we're like, why do I even struggle with this? But instead of asking us the questions of why, I think it's better we just put a stop to it. I find that some people will dig around in their history much too long, figuring out the highs and the what's and how did this happen. And let me describe every story. And I'm not saying that going through counseling is wrong or bad. I think it's good for seasons. But I'm just saying there comes a point in our life where we don't need to tell the story again. We need to make the pain stop. And we can do that by breaking off the stronghold. What is a stronghold? A hold that is strong on us. It's so strong that it has a grip on our life. But we can be the curse breaker. We can break that chain just like we heard in the song tonight. Do you know that I preached this message last week at Eastlake on Wednesday, and then on Sunday a woman came up to me and she said, Stacy, I was there on Wednesday and I came forward and we broke off some generational things that I never knew about. And she said, I was held in bondage for 60 years. 60 years, Stacey, I lived in pain. I lived in pain of the traumas that I experienced, but I'm telling you from Wednesday to today, I've never been so free. She looked different. She said, I can't believe it. I know what it's like now to be free, and when you know what it's like to be free, let me tell you, friend, you will never go back. I want us to close our eyes and lift our hands to heaven. I think that tonight shouldn't just be a night where we are hearers of the word, but we experience the supernatural power of God. And I want to do two things tonight. I want to pray two prayers. I want to bring people forward to break off generational curses and strongholds things that have happened in your family line that for whatever reason you are dealing with, but today is the day for it to stop. I want to have people come down that have struggled with previous traumas and and experiences that they may or may not have participated in, and yet you're dealing with the pain today as if even though it happened perhaps years ago. It's time to detach. It's time to break the cellular memory of things that God has told us we do not have to hold onto. We can be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. He died to set all of us free from all of those things. And then I'm gonna pray for a supernatural infilling of the spirit of the living God. Because when impurity leaves, then the presence of God, his gifts, his miracles, his hand comes on into our life. He never leaves us empty. We are full to the overflow of the good things of God so that when we look at our history, we will remember his hand. And we will not remember the pain attached through the heart so I'm going to open up the altar right now, and I would like you just to step out of your seat and come forward. I'm just going to pray uh, corporately from stage, but I believe there's going to be an encounter with the living God. This isn't just for me or for a friendly few Anybody who wants to step into freedom, who wants to break off some of those chains, just come down the front. Lift your hands to heaven. You're going to meet with almighty, powerful God. These are not, you know, it's so good because when I pray these prayers, I pray them so confidently because I know they're not me. I can't muster up healing, but God can. I know that one of the most significant miracles i have experienced in my own life is a healing of the heart one of the most significant healings i've ever had in my entire life is when my heart feels like a wound but it gets mended by the supernatural power of god do you know that no human word can suffice sometimes the pain was so significant the trauma was so strong And yet, the supernatural power of God, yes, in a moment, can break that chain. No chain is too big for God. He's so good. He loves us so much. He wants us to be free. It's why he wrote a book of Deuteronomy, a book that tells us to remember. All right, we're all going to pray in this place. Lift your hands to heaven. This is what your responsibility is. I want you to picture, and I want you to seek your Savior. He's your Savior tonight. And as I pray and we pray together, I want you to go back and to remember that thing that just seems to have a strong hold in your life. I don't know if it's a person, I don't know if it's a trauma. I don't know if it's an accident. I don't know if it's a divorce or a marriage breakup. I don't know what that thing is or what has come through the generational line. Chaos in our minds, not be able to make decisions, double-mindedness, all of that can be broken. Those are not things of God. I want you to picture those things and as we pray, I want you to leave those things or those people at the feet of Jesus. Let him take care of business. And then we're going to experience the supernatural healing power of God. In Spanish, supernatural is sobrenatural. I love that because it means above the natural, over the natural. That's who our God is. Okay, we're going to begin to pray. God, oh God, Lord, I thank you right now for every hand that is lifted in this place, for every heart that has experienced trauma or pain. And right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we are gonna look at those things one time only, to leave it at your feet, to leave the pain, to leave the trauma, to leave the hurt, to leave the torment, to leave the cyclical cycle that keeps continuing seemingly in our family, it at your feet tonight in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you that you died on a cross to set us free. I thank you that you shed blood, that we would be saved in every part of our life. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I break off every single stronghold, every generational stronghold I declare broken, right now by the power of your living name Jesus we break every chain I see a big huge chain breaking Lord we break off every generational stronghold addiction right now is broken in the name of Jesus we break off the old oh God it is Oh, Father, Lord, we thank you right now, Lord, for the people that were involved in those things. We release forgiveness. We forgive, and forgiveness is not saying that it was okay and right, but forgiveness is leaving those people with the God who can take care of things so that we do not have to live in the pain and the trauma and the hurt, so that we don't have to go back again and again and again, but tonight we can leave what happened at the feet of Jesus. I speak to every pain and every trauma. Oh God, oh God, Lord, the very real things and significant things in our life, Jesus, that hurt us, right now I break and I bind even to this muscle and cellular level A breaking off, a detach right now from the pain of those things. We declare under the supernatural hand and power of God that pain goes. In the name of Jesus, that pain leaves. In the name of Jesus, we break the tie to the memory of those pains right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare that those who are free are free indeed. and every one of us, Lord, I thank you right now for your miraculous working power. I thank you, oh God, for receiving of the living spirit of the Spirit of God. I thank you for every good gift from heaven above to be received tonight. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we receive. Come on, go ahead. Some of you don't know what it's like to have the harvest, but it's actually here. We receive joy beyond measure. RECEIVE right now. Health and wholeness. where there once was disease, there is health returning to bones. I see health returning to bodies as the spirit of sickness and disease leaves in the name of Jesus. Health and wholeness, restoration, life and life and abundance. God, oh God right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that tonight, Lord, we will walk out of here remembering, remembering your supernatural hand that brought us to tonight, where we can experience your supernatural power. And as we walk out of here tonight, we let go. We remember no more the atrocities and the traumas and the pain, but instead now we don't see our hand and our tears. We see your hand that restores and has set us free. God, I thank you that we will live long in the land of our promise, that we receive the milk and the honey, that we are well nourished by you and your promises, oh God, that we will taste continually the sweetness of the fulfilling of dreams, the desires fulfilled, the promises Restored and the dreams realized in the land of the living. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, can I hear a mighty shout and a mighty praise? Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.